Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports News Update here. Crazy stuff going on in the NFL today. This afternoon, Joe Flacco, he's off to the Mile High City. The Baltimore Ravens had agreed to trade the veteran quarterback Flacco to the Denver Broncos. The Ravens, in exchange, are going to get a mid-round pick in return. The trade will be made official after March 13th. Flacco, the Super Bowl MVP, now 34 years old, and last season lost his starting job to quick quarterback Lamar Jackson. In nine games in 2018, Flacco threw for 2,465 yards. He had 12 touchdown passes and six interceptions. He has three years remaining on his existing deal and will earn $18.5 million in base salary next year unless he decides to rework that contract. The question now is what's going to happen with Broncos starter Case Keenum. He signed a two-year deal with Denver in the offseason, but he struggled in his first season there in the Mile High City. The Broncos say they're now going to try to trade him. Keenum could be asked to take a major pay cut or be released if a trade is not reached as well. He's guaranteed a cool $7 million in 2019 and carries a cap hit of $21 million. Keenum, who turns 31 in a few days, is coming off a year where he completed 62.3% of passes for 3,890 yards. 18 touchdowns, but he also threw 15 picks while leading the Broncos to a disappointing 6-10 record. The former undrafted free agent had a career year in 2017. That was back with the Vikings. He went 11-3 in the regular season and led them to an NFC Championship game where they lost to the eventual Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. It's a strange move. Yes, very strange, Marenzi. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, very odd. Very odd. I don't think Flacco's going to really help, you know, in Denver. I don't think he's the guy. And It's not like he's going to talk about it, but it's not yeah, like he's an upgrade on Keenum that much. You can argue. He's that, a downgrade. You know, people Could argue that. Bronco fans buy anything Elway does, man. It's crazy. It's it really is. They're like, oh, he's. people are comparing Flacco's record in his career to Case Keenum. You know, Joe Flacco, that was a while ago when he won the Super Bowl, bro. I was living in Vegas. 2012, like, yeah. Yeah, athletes, uh, years ago. Like, times change, right? We're going into the 2019-20 season next year. That's eight years later. Yeah. It's not a knock on Flacco. He had a nice career, but, you know, Joe Flacco should be signing as a backup somewhere. Not, like, this is a lateral move by the Broncos, dude. It doesn't make them any better. Doesn't get them a quarterback in the future. Like, I don't, you know, I, People, oh, maybe they'll draft someone. It doesn't appear like Elway when it comes to quarterbacks. The guy's clueless, which is no, hard to believe. That's the thing, and he's a quarterback. It's funny, Vegas, actually, when you say that, they looked at the odds. Denver now, Gabe, I checked out a couple sites from 100 to 1 to 125, so they think they're going to be worse, and Baltimore was 30, <laughs> and now they're 28, so they think they're better w- without Flacco. So that's, a, hey, Vegas, that's their small little adjustment. So I'm with you. I don't think it's really going to help Denver at all. Flacco's old, and this move makes not not a lot of sense at all, but, uh, yeah, Elway wants to stir it up. Hey, good news in Vegas. 
baseball, the Phillies and young star Aaron Nola have agreed to a four-year, $45 million contract extension. That includes a fifth-year club option. The contract will cover all three of Nola's arbitration years, and uh, a slating was uh, hearing was slated for tomorrow, but they don't need that now. The 25-year-old coming off an amazing breakout campaign, which saw him post a 2.37 ERA. He struck out 224 en route to a third-place finish in the NL Cy Young voting. So good on uh, Aaron Nola. I remember we had the wins over with him last year and cashed that one early. Free agency might be slow this offseason, but the players are winning big in arbitration. So far today, Houston Astros starter Garrett Cole, Cleveland's Indians righty Trevor Bauer, who had a nice year, and since he read Southpaws, these guys all winning their uh, arbitration hearings today. So players so far out of the nine hearings have won six. A few minor league sign- signings in the MLB today. The Oakland A's have signed former Twins uh, player Robbie Grossman to a one-year deal, and the D-backs ink catcher Caleb Joseph also to a one-year deal. Let's take a look at the NBA hardwood tonight. 11 games on the docket. Brooklyn minus eight at Cleveland. The total 224 there. Milwaukee minus four and a half at Indiana. 218 and a half. Detroit at Boston. Big wins for the Celtics last night. Celtics minus four, 210. Philly minus nine at the Knicks. Total 222. Washington at Toronto. The Raps double-digit favorites at 10, 232 and a half. Memphis and Chicago. Bulls minus one and a half, 209. Houston and Minnesota. The Rockets are laying four, 232. Miami and Dallas. Mavs are two and a half point favorites, 208. And Sacramento and Denver, Nuggets minus 7.5, total 230. And guard Isaiah Thomas will be making a season debut for Denver tonight. The 30-year-old has been out of action since last March, so that should be interesting. Golden State and Portland, Warriors minus 3, 234. And Phoenix at the L.A. Clippers, L.A. minus 8. Gabe, it was a great night in the NBA. All our dogs were cash in except for our damn total because I went too high in the Lakers-Hawks uh, game. But other than that, it was a pretty good night. A- Ajax and Real Madrid in Champions League soccer action this afternoon. It looked like Ajax scored a goal but ruled a no goal, so they're scoreless at the half. And yeah, of course they are. They'll probably yeah, end yeah, up 2-2. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Both games are scoreless at the half. We'll see if we got deja vu today. Tottenham and Borussia Dortmund also zeros at the break. NCAA action tonight, guys. We'll get you updated here, but just want to get this in before the end of the update. Number one, Tennessee hosting South Carolina. Vols minus 15, 149 at 6.30 p.m. And another great game at 6.30. Villanova and Providence. Nova minus 10 and a half, 135. I'm Cam Stewart. Great show today. We got capper Mark Lawrence, friend of the program, Gamblue and Super Capper. Gabe Morenzi, he hosts Red Heat and Rage, a whole lot more DFS and picks, picks, picks. Hey, we'll be back after a short break. Keep it locked to Red Heat and Rage. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's do this thing. Game time decisions, ready for HR Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Morenzi. You just heard that Cam Stewart. Uh, Wednesdays, we're always uh, very busy. Mark Lawrence will join us in about uh, 10 minutes uh, time. Uh, we've got uh, Lou from Gamble. Kane Velasquez returns after a, a prolonged layoff. I don't know, man. I, I, thought, I, I thought I saw someone that says he returns after a year layoff, but it feels like it's been a long time, and... I guess it's sort of fitting, Cam, because Cain Velasquez was sort of dominant and really good when um, when Joe Flacco was. Exactly, and 2012. Again, I don't. <laughs> I'm not being disrespectful to Cain Velasquez in saying that, but, dude, we had Cain Velasquez on 
like doing a a live show at Shea Parade in Montreal on Hardcore Sports Radio. I know. Like, because I, I remember Orville was there. Like, I remember, like, sitting. I don't know. You were there? Were you there in that back room? Yeah, well, I was there. It you wasn't, did the other stuff. It, was, uh, it wasn't the, the no, day. It wasn't the CFL wasn't Green Cup day. one. No. no. Was, you might have been on that. Might have been I don't think you were there. I think yeah. you showed You showed up. I think that's the time you took the train with Forrest Griffin. Like, I was oh, already yeah. there. yeah. That's right. Good, good I was doing. I was already there. Yeah, yeah. Excellent I was already because it was Montreal. And I'm good <laughs> with this stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. it was that week. So, we had Cain Velasquez on then. You know what I mean? And he was yeah. pretty much like one of the best then. Un- unbelie- so, unbeatable then, yeah. Like, time changes. Time, like, you know what I mean? Like, Quentin Rampage Jackson used to come on. He used to be one of the best. Now he's not. Like, it's the way sports works. You know, like, they, it's not like you and me that can just run our mouth for 20 years. They can't, you can't compete unless you're Tom Brady. All right? Like, yeah, Tom Brady's special. the exception. <laughs> he is the exception. I don't even know what Forrest Griffin's doing now. What's he, like, uh, I, have no, I have no idea what that guy's up to. Nice guy, though. I enjoyed my train ride with him. But you're right. Like, these guys, and the fight game's a tough game, too. You're taking punches in the face. Your body's getting worked over. Like, uh, old guys, I, you, you said it. I, I don't like to see guys that are too old fighting because one fight, it might be their last. I just hope no permanent damage would happen. That's the problem. Forrest Griffin got out. Like, he didn't fight forever and hang on. He was kind of sort of lucky in the sense that, you know, he was part of that big fight on the Ultimate Fighter, the first one. With Bonner? So, yeah, it bought him a career for a while after the fact as a UFC ambassador, but they don't seem to be doing the ambassador thing very much anymore. They seem to be doing cash the check thing. <laughs> yes. Excellent. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Moretzi. Cam Stewart uh, throwing it down uh, with us. Lou from Gamblue.com will join us a little bit uh, later on. We'll talk to UFC uh, with Lou. The UFC cards just keep coming on a uh, on a weekly basis uh, right now. Now they're on ESPN Plus. Kane Velasquez returns. Uh, to the Octagon and an NBA All-Star Weekend uh, this weekend. we got a bunch of games on top of this evening. We killed the underdogs uh, last night, but college was rough last night. I was a day late, dollar short, bad money management. It was just sort of a sloppy night uh, last night for me that got started with that stupid soccer, but let's bring in a true pro right now, Mark Lawrence. Playbook.com's Mark Lawrence uh, joins us from Florida. Mark, it's always a pleasure. How you doing? I'm doing terrific, guys. How are you doing? Good stuff, Mark. Good stuff, good, Mark. Uh, it's the calm before the storm. Uh, Mark uh, March Madness is around the corner. Conference tournaments are around the corner. Uh, I was walking down the street today in New York, and the wind was blowing on the side of, like, a uh, lamppost. They had a bunch of banners for some event. I couldn't tell what it was, but I wanted to see, and I, I stopped. I waited for the wind to blow back, and uh, Big East, Big East tournament at that MSG, which is always uh, always fun. 
But, you know, before we know it, March Madness will be here, guys. It's right around the corner. It's unbelievable uh, how close we're getting to it, Gabe. And uh, right now it's looking like some teams are beginning to really assert themselves, if you will, and uh, you're looking for teams that maybe you want to start thinking about buying some future tickets on. But I've also learned that buying future tickets now is sometimes not the most opportune thing to do because – once the fields are announced, when those the pairings are made, sometimes these teams that you like right now are even longer prices once they make the NCAA tournament. That's Mark, it, we'll get man. into the games. Yeah, I was just going to ask Mark, Gabe, and you saw that uh, Duke-Louisville game last night, 23-point lead by Louisville. It's like Duke couldn't have played any worse, Mark, and then they turn on a switch, they start to come back, and then Louisville absolutely imploding. What a crazy, crazy basketball game. And, that's the difference me and Gabe talk about between the kids and pros. When the wheels fall off, they really fall off, Mark. That was unbelievable stuff. Yeah, it was. And, you know, I don't know if it was as much of Duke or, you know, if it was Louisville, but the bottom line here is, uh, you know, both of these basketball teams are going to be in the big dance, and uh, it certainly looks like uh, Duke is surely the team to beat in this year's NCAA tournament. And um, I don't know if you saw this, uh, Cam uh, and Mark, but Twitter was ablaze. Uh, last night, although pretty much every time Kelly in Vegas tweets something, uh, Twitter lights up. <laughs> and um, yeah. so Ke- Kelly in Vegas had a parlay last night, guys. A $100 parlay. She played uh, LSU on the money line, like plus 311 or so to beat Ooh. Kentucky. They, they win in the final second. She took Penn State to beat Michigan. That was like plus 360 a, or something on wow. the money line. She's got she took Louisville. <laughs> She took Louisville oh, no. to beat Duke. No. The $100 parlay would have paid $7,800. Oh, that's horrible. Oh. The rest is history. She didn't have an opportunity to hedge. The place that she was playing had uh, has max um, $300 in-game wagers on the app. She's in Vegas, right? So she played this at a yeah. local spot. Allowed to bet $300 a pop. What are you going to do, Mark? Another thing is, too, you got a 23-point lead. That's a rough one right there, Mark. I've heard a lot of bad beats before, but that's a pretty rough one. And yeah. pretty nice payday, too, $700, $800. It sure is. And I think uh, what she's doing is the really smart thing to be doing this time of the year uh, when you're talking about these good quality basketball teams that are puppy up to other quality basketball teams. It's like the NFL. On any given night, any team can win these basketball games, as we very nearly saw and should have seen with Louisville last night. To me, though, guys, it's just yeah. sort of a precursor. We saw last night, we saw, you know, LSU. We saw Michigan go down. We saw the craziness of, of Duke and Louisville. It's just something, Mark, to keep our eye on moving forward as far as betting underdogs in which this time of the year the numbers are a little inflated and, uh, you know, the, the, the teams are getting a little bit, uh, little bit more desperate uh, right now. The games are getting a little closer, uh, dialed in. Even bad teams start to play better basketball late in the season. I you know, I find at this time of the year, like you just said, Mark, underdogs are the way to go. I think unquestionably they're the way to go because, you know, favorites will either lay down, coast, or choke. And, you know, the the underdogs are striving to improve their positions either in the conference or to catch some tournament, uh, hopeful tournament's uh, director's eye. So I think this is an outstanding time to be looking at these live dogs right now. All right, so as far as uh, tonight is concerned, uh, we've got NBA, we've got college uh, basketball as well. I think NBA uh, underdogs, Gabe? 
five and zero. I think they went five and zero last night. Even Utah covered at the end by a, what did they cover by a half point? They lost by uh, yeah. eight. Yeah, so we rolled the dice last underdogs. night, Mark. We rolled the dice last night with uh, some hot teams. The Orlando Magic have been pretty hot, a team uh, in yeah, your area. Yeah, that was great. Man. Magic have been getting it done. What do you think about tonight's NBA card, Mark? Well, you know, I look up and down the card, and uh, I think the key thing to keep in mind, I hear, obviously, is that we're going to the All-Star break, and it's a question of which teams have their golf clubs packed and are looking forward to doing just that. Sometimes you'll usually see these better teams coasting in these final games as they get ready the game before the all-star break and i have to wonder if golden state can get up for this game against portland tonight they're not playing their best basketball golden they took portland out by 10 points the last time they just played last night golden did and wins a revenge game so that could be you know the the case of such of, of a team doing just that you have to ask yourself about the sixers tonight philadelphia after losing uh, to Boston without Kyrie Irving last night, what their mental frame, state of mind here might be. So, uh, you know, the bottom line to me is on this card, guys, there's three what I call big, ugly dogs that are playing with triple revenge. They've been taken out three times this year, those being uh, the Washington Wizards, uh, the Phoenix Suns, and the New York Knicks. And I happen to wonder if I don't think I have a stand a better chance to win two of those three than I do to lose two of those three. Interesting. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com with us. Washington Wizards getting head against the Toronto Raptors. And, you know, Raptors have worked pretty hard in the first half, well, first half or past first half of the season, but they've been really been grinding. I think the Raptors are looking for a little bit of a rest. You got Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry both will be going uh, to the All-Star game. Uh, Ananobi's going to the Rising uh, Rising Stars uh, portion. So that's three guys. Am I missing someone else? I don't think so. Uh, oh, yeah, Danny Green's part of the three-point competition. So that's four guys now. That's just off the top of my head, Cam. <laughs> they just keep on popping up yep. here. That um, are part of part of the All-Star weekend. The Raptors haven't been covering Cam when laying double-digit points. We saw no. we saw they, they, they laid 10 the other night to Brooklyn. It was a bad number. And, then, Mark, it's a good example, actually, isn't it? Though they're laying 10 to Washington tonight. And, you know, they laid Washington are kind of in a you know, dead weight right now. And then you know, they tend to Brooklyn, who are actually a pretty competitive team. Seems like they just sort of blindly make the Raptors 10, 12-point favorites on an early basis now. They're not covering one of these numbers. No, they're not covering the numbers. And uh, you can oftentimes easily play down to the level of these teams, like I say, especially teams that you tripped up three times in the course of the season. So uh, these are these are dangerous spots here for these uh, these named basketball teams, as I mentioned, uh, the game before heading to the All-Star break in what could be played down to their level type of games here tonight. What about Boston, Mark, guys? Boston, yeah, big Kyrie win Irving out. They're better without Kyrie Irving. I've, I've yeah, said this a million times. They're better without Kyrie Irving. We've seen it. Uh, they're laying four tonight, though. Big win tonight. That's the type of game that they would stumble suddenly after the win last night the way this uh, True. this season's going. Minnesota's getting four at home tonight, but they're, they're a very, very uh, difficult team to trust. Well, you mentioned, Gabe, Boston laying four at home to Detroit. I mean, that's a spot all into itself, just the fact that they played last night. Irving didn't play in the basketball game here. Normally, this is revenge for Boston, too. Detroit took beat them the last time they played. Normally, you'd see a team like Boston laying double digits in a game like this, but it's only four, so the odds makers are doing their job. They know this is really a precarious spot for the Celtics here tonight. Uh, Brooklyn, uh, courtesy of uh, the Coffee Club, Brooklyn 5-0. and 
Uh, the visitor is 5-0 and in the Cavaliers, their series, Nets and Cavs. Uh, Milwaukee, 5-1, and the favorites with division revenge. Indiana, just 1-5 with division revenge. Gets the spread, of course, all. New York Knicks, 0-5 cam against the money on Wednesdays, but I imagine they're 0-5 on a lot of days against the money this year, to be honest. <laughs> True. All right, quick break. We'll be right back with Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Decisions ready. Great radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I give him Marantz alongside the Cam Stewart, Mark Lawrence, Playbook.com with us before we get into uh, some football. We're just talking basketball to wrap this up. As we stated, you can subscribe uh, to the Playbook. And uh, it's a weekly newsletter. Uh, it's great for March Madness. It's great uh, for, for college. Uh, you know, football, obviously, it's a staple and, and a Bible uh, of the industry. Uh, but um, also great newsletter, March Madness. Mark has the recipe of the national champion, basically like 20 out of the last 22, t- 22 years uh, or so. And I look forward to breaking that down in the, in the coming weeks. But a couple of quick takes. You can sign up for his, uh, Coffee Club. It's a daily newsletter uh, in which you get great information uh, such as the um, Syracuse Orangemen are 15-6 and six straight up, 14-7 and seven against the spread since 1990. When seeking conference revenge in games with both uh, squad sport win percentage of less than 790. Meanwhile, the uh, NC State Wolfpack uh, have uh, Duke coming up uh, next. Uh, the home team in this series is just 2 7 and 1. So we should say the, the road team is 7 2 and 1 against the spread in this series. The last uh, nine games, Syracuse getting points uh, tonight. Syracuse getting three points uh, tonight. Mark, is it enough points uh, with Syracuse? Were you hoping to get more, or is three okay? I was really hoping to get more, Gabe. I, you know, I was looking, hoping to get four and a half or five, but the bottom line here is uh, they know Jim Beheim. They know he's got five starters back from last year's squad, and this is the time of the year that he'll be looking to kick it in gear as well. And NC State beat up Syracuse pretty good last basketball season here. So, hence, you know, the shorter number. But the bottom line is Syracuse has the ability, I think, in this game to win this game straight up on the scoreboard. And another pick that Marcus uh, posted, uh, Cam, over at Covers.com. Uh, the Colorado Buffaloes hosting Arizona State tonight. Hey. The Buffalo Series hosts 10-2-1 and one, uh, against the spread in this. Uh, Sun Devils off revenge with Washington with another revenge game on deck. Uh, and just 2-11 against the spread for one reason or another before playing uh, the Utah Utes. Uh, Buffalo looking to avenge one of their worst losses of the season. 83-61 uh, beat down in Temple. Um, 
play on Colorado, says uh, Mark Lawrence. Colorado Buffaloes tonight. And, you know, Mark, that's another team in two camps. Colorado Buffaloes are a team that have gotten hot over the years in Vegas at that Pac-12 tournament, too. True. Yeah, they have. Very they true. Have. Exactly. And I think the situation tonight being what it is, strong home court. They've won 31 of the last 40 games on the scoreboard on their home court. But uh, it's the altitude that works for them, especially you get later into the basketball season here. So they have this big revenge chip on their shoulder here. I think the altitude will work against the Sun Devils tonight. All right, Mark, let's talk some uh, Alliance of American football. I told you last week that people <laughs> were talking about this league. And um, as we saw, the television numbers were very good on CBS, uh, pretty good on the NFL Network, uh, CBS Sports uh, Network, etc. But there does seem to be an appetite for football right now post-NFL, Mark. Well, there certainly is. And just given the fact that the CBS is televising this game is going to go a long way toward their success. And I like what they've done in what the way they're putting this league together here. Charlie Ebersol is using the uh, the game plan from his father and uh, mimicking and replicating a lot of what the National Football League is doing and, uh, you know, not gimmicking things up and not giving them up like the old XFL did in the USFL. They're playing a, more of an NFL-style brand of football here. And, you know, a couple of things they've done here is obviously there's no extra point kicked. Every, everybody has to go for two, and they've shortened up the, the play clock a little bit here. But if you take a look, guys, at last week's results, aside from the fact that all four home teams won and covered their games, if you look inside the numbers of those games here, every game statistically played to the score. And what I'm saying that is uh, if you if you do like rescores on games and you take turnovers out and look at just the stats, they almost mirror what the scoreboard said. The teams that won the games outyard the opponents by this equal amounts, almost averaging the same way. So he got what he wanted, Ebersol did, and uh, – you know, just the fact that there's some name players in this league, a few a few recognizable players, especially some coaches here. I like what the chances of this league is of succeeding here, especially given the fact that it's only a three-month season here. I think it fills a real nice gap. And you're exactly call, right, Mark. Mark. And for the record, the like Bretzky database. I like yeah. – yeah, I was ahead. just going to say I like the fact that – I was just I really like the fact that uh, they're out there. What is the issue that we have with the NFL, the secrecy, like under the helmet, the, the weird calls? We had controversy with the Saints and stuff. Like, they're very, very open to, like, trying to say, you know what, this is the call. We're going to actually go through it with you. And I think that goes a long way with people who are getting very, very sick and tired of uh, beats with bad calls and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying, Gabe? They, they, I think that's well, a people great like approach the transparency. The yes, um, exactly. Because, Mark, you'd hear the, you could hear the replay official. So there was a replay. That's huge. And you could hear the replay official talking with the referee. And she actually changed her mind and she got it right. Like at first, she's like, yeah, play on the field stands. And she's like, look, look, look. And then she's like, no, no, wait, wait. And she's like, no, no, we were wrong. She's like, it's a touchdown. Um, so they got it right there. Now, as far as as far as the, the, the betting is concerned, it's only one week, right? It's going to take a couple of weeks really to really see who these teams are. We'll find out, but as Mark alluded to, the home teams went 4-0. and um, The favorites, Mark, went 4-0. and So the home teams are favored in all four games. They covered in all four games. Uh, totals, 3-1 and one to the under. 3-1 and one to the under. And I'm curious to see, because they sort of posted generic 52-and-a-half, 53s to 51s in week one. I haven't seen numbers yet for week two. By the time Sunday came around, they readjusted it up to like 45s, and then it went 
one and one. So they can't lower them too much. It looks like the Spurrier's team can play and put points up on the board. They put 40 up on the board. Uh, we know Arizona are good. They lived up to their name in the hot shots. Salt Lake don't don't look too bad. But I got to tell you, Mike Singletary, guys, coaches the Memphis team. They got shut out by Birmingham. All right, the game never threatened the total. Now they've got to play against Arizona. It could could be a problem uh, for Memphis. So I'd be I'd be looking to lay the points with that game, guys. I think Arizona is going to roll them. And last thought on this, Mark, you know, we got to give credit to Cornegay and Sherman and these guys in Las Vegas. They actually went cam to San Antonio, like there was sort of an AAF um, camp. You know, like they the teams played scrimmages against each other. You know, they wore the helmets in a uniform so they get promotional material, etc. Cool. So that's that's how they set the future numbers. They they actually went down to Vegas guys and they graded the players, the teams, and what they thought. And if you look, they said that they said they thought that Arizona was the best team. Arizona won by you know same points. They thought the second best team was Spurrier and Orlando. Orlando won forty to seven. They made them the, the, the future favorites of the league, Mark, without seeing a regular season game after week one. Looks like the uh, the odds makers are uh, pretty good at uh, football scouts, too. Yeah, tip of the hat to them. I think they, I agree with you, Gabe. They did a great job uh, putting themselves into position for the first week and doing their homework, having done their homework. Uh, I think it ended up helping them as well, putting out some pretty sharp numbers here. Looks like Arizona is still the team to beat. Uh, looking at the future odds, they're like plus 240. Orlando's plus 250. So those look to be the two best teams right now, at least given out of the gate and also basing it on the one practice game that they had. Uh, everybody played one equal practice game, uh, and uh, the stats from that also meld into everything as well. So I, I think, uh, like you say, Jay did a great job. And you mentioned the totals here. Real quickly on the totals here, I had uh, some kids in town here over the weekend here down in South Florida. They were quarterbacks at Kansas State and Indiana. They're brothers. I don't know if you remember the Kaufman brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, they, they were the, uh, the brother tandem. That, was uh, it Case Kaufman? Uh, it, it was uh, Cameron and uh, Chase. Chase and yeah, Cameron. Yeah, yeah, Chase. Right. yeah, exactly. So I'm having. Oh, I said Chase. My bad. Chase. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Chase. Exactly. Chase and Case. Pretty close. <laughs> Alex Rebecca would have said close, but no. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I would have been, I would have been yeah, pissed yeah, off yeah, on tough. Jeopardy. I freaked you it. I knew it. Screw, yeah, yeah. screw you, Trebek. <laughs> Uh, but you know the bottom line is walking. I'm having lunch with the kids, and they're putting a nap together. A real this is gonna be they're, they're really uh, into it, really deep in all that stuff. So we're talking about the games and talking about the totals, and uh, you know the fact that they like the unders and all those games real well. And I asked him, "What's your take on all this?" He says, "Well, simply put, he says it's real simple, guys." He says, you're putting a new league together that's only had one game under their belt. You're trying to assimilate an offense. The defense is going to be way ahead of these offenses here. And, you know, they like the unders in all four football games. They cash three of the four. So the question yeah. now becomes in week two, you know, when will the defenses – uh, when will the offenses catch up with the defenses here? Probably maybe not this week, but I think by year's end, I think this is going to end up being a, a much, much higher scoring league than I think people are in. No, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree, but they'll, I, don't, they'll, they'll I don't think they'll adjust. I don't think Christian Hackenberg's going to be able to adjust in one week, though, after getting shut out 10 of yeah. 23, 67 yards. I believe they're going in Arizona. So that, that sounds fun. It sounds it's nice to hear, too, that uh, these, these kids, they played NCAA football and. They're still involved in the game, putting a putting app together. We wish them the best of luck, Mark. Yeah, that, and uh, I'll throw this out there real quick here. The one kid who played at Kansas State, I brought up Bill Snyder, 
and uh, they're thrilled at Kansas State, the fact that he's not going to be coaching. Now, you know, not, not not a disrespect manner, but given the fact that uh, uh, the style of football that the kids want to play, you know, he wasn't playing that style of football. He says, "I'm." He says, "Look at me, man." He says, "I'm six three. He's an I'm a drop back quarterback, uh, pro style quarterback." He says, "My first game I play, he's got me running the option. I ran the ball 24 times." He says, "I felt like a battering ram." <laughs> you know, yes. yeah. in the Big well, Twelve. When you got guys throwing 68 yeah. yard bombs every yeah. play, 550 exactly. yards passing. Yeah, you got to. You but gotta, they're, yeah, they're, exactly. they're excited. This new coach they got is coming from North Dakota State, where Carson Wentz played. So they're yeah, yeah. Up. That's State good program. Involved. They're all pumped up. The program is yes. No, that, that is good. And you know, it's too bad. You're always going to hear your stories on, on the way out. You know, Paul uh, Snyder tried to get his son. He tried to do a takeover of the program. They were like, yeah, we, "We love you, coach, but your son's not taking over. It doesn't work like this." Markplaybook.com. Uh, Great stuff, Mark. It's a pleasure. Thanks for the time. My pleasure, guys. Enjoy the game. Steve well. Take care. Great stuff with Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Quick break. We'll be right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Freddie Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Moretzi. Thanks to Mark Lawrence for joining us. Cam Stewart in the house. Good stuff as always uh, with Mark. We're waiting for uh, waiting uh, for lines. They came out last week around this time, actually. Yeah. We don't see any yet, but we'll keep uh, we'll keep hitting refresh. You know they're going to pop up soon. They will. I've readjusted the futures uh, to like I'm on my bookie there. I'm just looking. Yeah. So they've readjusted some futures after the first week to a, a couple things have changed like Memphis now 20 to one San Diego fleet 10 Atlanta legends who got uh, they got smoked 14 to one. So some of the teams went down, but Arizona hot shot still the favorites at uh, plus 225 to win it all Gabe. And the thing I liked about um, Lawrence, there talking about those kids. It's very interesting when you when you were doing Gabe versus the machine, you know, sports rage versus the machine. It's interesting when you t- told me, you know, the Daily Roto, what did they do well? Totals. You said that was what they were really, um, you know, making their bread and butter on during the NFL season. The sides, the sides were good, but the totals were real good and sharp. And when you put those number in the database there, and hence week one uh, with the AFL three and one to the under, it just seems to be like one of those things that, you know, the, the Daily Roto guys really, when they put their numbers and crunched it and the machine did its work, they did really, really well from a total perspective. Yeah, they also had a five-star play on the under in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I, you rest your case. <laughs> yeah, it turns out in, in the yeah. lowest Super Bowl oh, that, ever. That, that should have been a 10-star play. Yeah, 10-star. with Yeah, it was amazing. Great call. Yeah. Like yeah. It seemed well, in today's teased. day and age, the, the, the sides are so sharp, and teams are so even. We see this now. Yeah. Point spreads are exactly, you know, very, very sharp, but... I don't know. I don't. I'm not going to say anything's easier or harder than anything else, but it seems like you know you can project sort of and not worry about who's going to win the game and just worry about the tempo of the game, right? And take advantage of some of these sure. numbers. 
College, though, college is different. Pro sports, and like that's the whole thing. Like, you know, when you talk about you talk about like betting on sports and sort of like theories, like people like you know ask Drew Dinkmeyer questions. You know, what, what should I do in DFS? And he basically he goes, I don't want to be a jerk, but he was talking about this yesterday morning that every situation is different. Every game is different. Every situation is different. Every scenario is sort of different. And it's it's the same thing. Like the same betting rules that apply to the NBA don't apply to college basketball. It's different. It could be opposite even, right? Like it's not it's not the same. Like For what sure. works in football doesn't work in hockey automatically when it comes to betting. Nope. Some sports go under. Some sports go over, right? Some numbers are too high. Some numbers are too low. It's always evolving. Uh, but I think you can be successful playing totals game. Yeah, that's what that's what it seems like. It seems like the more information, I think the I, I think over a long period of time, when the information's there, the totals are where where, where you want to go, especially in the National Football League. We had a great the night totals. last night, and uh, with a lot of stuff, man. Like the underdogs, Mark talked about it. Like, take a look at the underdogs in, in college. We were good, um, you know. In the NBA, underdogs five and zero. Like, I'm just gonna. It, it's it's a, it's something that I've talked to a lot of people that I know who are successful gamblers, and sometimes you fall out of it because you look at something, and if you're looking at your you know your wins and loss total in your account going ooh the favorite always looks better you know you see a minus oh they should win the game but I'm going to make sure like just moving into the forward trying to find as many underdogs values like like you talked about Kelly from Vegas there just bad luck that would have been an amazing parlay to hit there 100 bucks getting over 7 grand that's fantastic and these things happened yeah, you know, but there will be nights where the favorites just roll. Like yeah, that's, that's true. What I'm saying. That's There's true. No... Well, it's it's going to happen. It's going to. I'm just saying overtime. The overtime, like the money line dogs, when you're really, if you're selective and stuff, it's easier. Like to NHL, than it's just it's uh, NHL. Well, I was going to say, and well, NHL's erratic though. Like I bet you, if yeah, you add them all up, like did you know, have underdogs won more than favorites this year? Like, you know what I mean? We can look at sort of the the units. Uh, of, of NHL teams, but when you play totals, it's very similar to playing fantasy in a sense in DFS. You're trust, you're trusting the numbers more, right? Like you're just trusting. All right, like this team does average four point seven goals per game, and mm-hmm. this is what they're they're doing. Like you'll notice, like a lot of teams in the NHL this year, man, they're like eight and two to the over, uh, nine nine and one to the over, or yeah. two and eight to the under. There's these extreme sort of swings with totals, but they're not they're not like not too many teams go nine and one straight up against the spread or win nine to ten games. But so you see what I'm saying? Like it's more common that a team will go over the number. Like Duke. Like let's use Duke as an example. Yeah. Duke are a really good team, but you know, look, they're money to the under, man. You know what I mean? It just it just it keeps going under the number, and it's hard to trust it because you're like, God, it's pretty low. Like it's really it should get there, but now it's sixteen and six under, right? Like you could just sort of believe in in their overall average more than you can whether they're going to cover a point spread or not. Right, I think uh, what'd you say? Uh, we got is it Riggs? You said yeah. uh, are we going to? We got Riggs. Ryan or Riggs? Riggs. Riggs. All right, we're going to uh, Riggs. Riggs. What's up, Riggs? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you Good doing, Rick? All I heard was an R, you know? Yeah. <laughs> R, R. Give me an R. R. <laughs> so, R. I like, I like. You're seeing... killing hockey parlays this week, like puck lines, aren't you? Yeah, oh, hockey was yeah, great. Yeah, I lost last night. Leafs kicked ass. 
Uh, yeah, I don't. Ba- I told. I told Gabe. Gabe. Me and Gabe talked about that game. Rigs. Vegas isn't the same anymore. And I'll tell you something. Take a look at this team moving forward too. What happened last year? They played flurry so much. They don't have any trust in the, like their backups and stuff like that. Like you're, Vegas is going to be a team you can play against. I think pretty soon they got to give that guy rest because you know he plays too much. Other teams have a one-two punch. Uh, Vegas yeah. doesn't. Like Legacy and and uh, Subban aren't the same as they were before. Like this guy has to start all the time because they don't trust their second and third string goalies. Yeah, Toronto, Toronto did good for me. Sure did. Uh, I'm on Sam Houston State tonight. Ooh. Sam Houston State. They are eighteen and three against the spread this year. They've covered the last ten. Wow, that's a uh, we're 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 doing. I'm going to mush it if I jump. (laughs) (laughs) Mississippi was once fifteen and one against the spread. They're like fifteen and nine against the spread since I talked about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then um, the um, Vermont game. I like that under. Who the Vermont Catamounts? Did he Catamounts. New, New Hampshire. Yeah, I guess New Hampshire. New Hampshire is terrible. One twenty-six and a half. Yeah. Right now, New Hampshire cap three and twenty on the season, zero and twelve on the road. That, those are my boys, the Catamounts. Another yeah, great year uh, for the Cats. Nine and one straight up. Last ten games, eight and two against the spread. Um, you're going. That's a low number. Like you're going under. Though, I think. Yeah. You don't think New Hampshire can score? Well, no, I don't think New Hampshire can score against them. And then look at their under record, Vermont's. Uh, Vermont Catamounts are thirteen and ten to the over on the year. New Hampshire, though, sixteen and five to the under. Uh, to the under, 16. there you go. New Hampshire's. Yeah, New, New Hampshire sixteen. They they score fifty seven points a game. You got to be concerned, yeah. though, a little concerned. What if Vermont just like racks it up on them? It could, it could happen. But that line went from thirty to twenty-three, so they think you're going to lay off them a little bit. Where's the Sam Houston State game? What's that at eight o'clock? Minus four. Eight thirty. Eight. You know what game? You know what game I'm going to go to, and uh, I'm going to st- I'm going to take a look. And uh, this team is. Uh, they were good earlier. I think I'm going to fade them. Uh, Oklahoma State has been good to me. I think uh, Oklahoma State is going to cover against uh, Texas Tech tonight. That's going to be one of my games on the card, Gabe. We got it done with Mississippi State blowing out Alabama last night, kicked their ass, and uh, it's one of those spots where I think uh, Texas Tech is a little bit overrated. I'm going uh, to take the Cowboys, the Pokes at home, plus six, six, and and six and a half. Here's a I'm game, guys. It's kind of I'm flying like... under the radar. Little, listen to this one. You're going to just right in your wheelhouse, Riggs. Incarnate Word, Incarnate <laughs> Word, are out s- southeastern Louisiana. Ooh. Incarnate Word, six and seventeen straight up, zero and nine on the road. Um, they you know they pretty ah, they mixed they have mixed in a, a cover now or two. I mean they lost by eleven <laughs> the other night. They lost by seventeen. You know, they pretty much get drilled on a nightly basis here. Southeastern Louisiana, <laughs> like 11 Southeast. points. Yeah, Southeast Louisiana, like 11 points on their home court. Like, they beat Nickel State by 21. Like, they, they blow teams out at home. You know, that's, that's a weird game right there, man. All right. Got some, ugly, that's got a some weird strange game. games on the board tonight. Well, I'm headed to the book right now. Can ready to pick up Uncle Corey. Oh, you're going to go catch uh, Corey's. It's Corey NBA parlay time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corey's got money there waiting for him. So he's like, come pick, 
come pick me up. So. Well, he keeps winning. He's going to be able to take uh, limos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'll tell you, Riggs, I love that place. I had a great time yeah. hanging out hanging out with the blue-haired ladies, betting ponies, and it's my type of joint, man. I really like it. And we, and we just went to one level. Like, Marenzi's, hey, different levels. Like, we stayed up upstairs there. God, man, I miss places like that because that's the problem with our horse tracks is you can't you could play like a, a provincial lottery. There's no single game betting, right? You could play a, like a lottery ticket for the games that are going on. Yeah. It's not the same as stepping up to the window like a real sports book and w- watching the horses, man. It's a beautiful That's experience. Me and Gabe talked about that the other day. I could do it on the app, but I like to have that ticket in my hand. So do I. I like the paper too. Yeah. Well, we went yeah, to the yeah. book. Uh, I brought him upstairs because I know he's a big horse guy, and I said, "Oh, it's kind of a mix of both upstairs." And they had live racing too, so we were watching a live ponies at couple of drinks later yeah we didn't really spend any time like uh we didn't go downstairs uh to the book but uh, maybe cam will come back for march at madness yeah. um we got That's a lot of people we actually, about yesterday yeah steel city steve actually called him from pittsburgh today all right uh, slick picks in boston have a good night, night good, stuff, good luck buddy a lot a lot of guys uh a lot of guys uh talking about coming up to Atlantic City for March Madness, as opposed to uh, going all the way out west uh, to Las Vegas this year. Yeah, I, I agree with that, man. I can't. That's the thing. I'm going to be going to Vegas in April with my brother, who I haven't seen in a long time. So I'm not going to Vegas in Vegas. If we do anything, Gabe, we'll meet in Atlantic City for a quick trip. I'm not going to Vegas uh, twice in like a month. That's not happening. So uh, yeah, if we can get away for a weekend, that'd be great. If Steel City Steve and the rest of the gang could come up, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I know a lot of listeners uh, that are tuning in uh, want to throw it down. We actually have some listeners uh, in the area. Yeah, I like Vegas. I'm not anti-Vegas or anything. No, I, I love Vegas, I will... too. It's just long flight, long flight. Yeah, and the thing <laughs> is, too, March Madness is it's cool in Vegas, but it's also annoying in Vegas, uh, March Madness. Um, it was last year. I remember, you know, a couple of events last year, March. Like, Circus Circus was cool because basically certain, no one wants to go to Circus Circus. People only end up there by accident or if they like it for some reason or another, right? You know, like every other place camp was brutal. I remember I went to meet Lou at the Mirage. Man, it was like 4,000 people. There's lineups everywhere. It's just, it's overbearing March Madness in Vegas. The popularity is sort of, it's just, it's too much. So I'm sure Atlantic City will be pretty packed too, being the first madness down there. Um... One thing, it's actually, we'll see. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know which teams actually from the area will be in, but you'll have to bet that online. <laughs> yeah, like good it. point. Excellent point. That's what they say, the New Jersey teams, right? You can't touch them. So Yeah, yeah but who's, like, St. John's, let's say they make the tournament. Yeah. They're not New Jersey, so they're, you could bet them. Seton Hall, or Seton Hall even going to be in the tournament? Probably not. They, they'll be bubble team right now. They're on they'll the bubbles. Close. They're on yeah. the lower end of the bubble, too. They are. Yeah, you're right. You won't even have to deal with that. I don't think there's going to be any teams from that region in there. I'll tell you, one team that won't be in the tournament, the Texas Longhorns. Oh, yeah. 14 and 11 now. Uh, all Bruce Weber does, I'm going to stop betting against Bruce Weber, dude, in Kansas State. All they, do is win. all they do is win 19 and 5 now on the season. Big win in Texas. Shock is smart now, 14 and 11. Longhorns suck. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decisions, Red Eaton Rage Radio. Cam, you were talking about the soccer being uh, scoreless earlier, and I said, yeah, it'll probably end yeah. up 2-2 before it's all said and done. I should have jumped in on the in-game <laughs> overs. Yep, you would have won both in-game overs. Uh, Ajax uh, and Real Madrid. Real Madrid won 2-1 there, and Tottenham smoking Borussia Dortmund. I'm talking, wow, 3 nothing. They were the dog in that game, too. What a win for the Hotspurs. That's a surprise. Well, I, I don't know, a major surprise, but uh, I thought Borussia Dortmund, yeah, you know. Some I don't I didn't know the odds before, so I don't want to say it's a surprise. But yeah, three nothing. The Tottenham's beating That's a team a big from surprise. the Bundesliga. Yeah, yeah. That that is a uh, that is somewhat of a surprise. All right, um, we talked some college basketball. Uh, we got second hour coming up, which means Lou's going to join us. Actually, we'll talk uh, UFC uh, with Lou. Last week was kind of a debacle uh, with the main event uh, getting canceled the day of the fight. Literally, like, hours before, actually. No, it's crazy. Uh, buddy, hernia. Yeah, what did you say? You had the same type of thing he's got? Yeah, I have a hernia. He had the surgery, fighter, right? Yeah, he, he had, had the emergency thing. surgery. He had the, yeah, the, basically, this is what it goes with a hernia. Like, the, the thing is, like, if you can press it and it comes back out, it's fine. So, basically, what happened with Gastelum is when you're fighting or whatever, like, if you press, if you press the little ball in and it stays in, that's when it starts to get crazy. That's when you need emergency surgery, and that's what he had. So he had to get that removed, or there could have been major, major danger. You could actually, like, die from it. So, like, he, he went right there. And I, I love the way these guys are treating him, too. Oh, yeah, I should, this guy should be champion. Whatever. The guy had hernia surgery. Like, what do you want? You think he wanted to miss the fight? Like, people are pretty rude to that guy. I've noticed, like, a lot of uh, he's taken back some flack. Like, it's not his fault. The guy, I don't think the guy wanted to deal with that. You know? No. You know what the problem is? He always gets hurt. If you remember last that's week, thing, I said yeah. that. I yeah, said, even in victories, he's the type of guy that wins, but he's in the hospital after because, ah, he broke his yeah. hand, and he, this happened, and yeah. that happened. And, yeah, he's obviously a tough-as-hell dude. We're not saying he's soft, but it's yeah. it's a problem. You know what I mean? It, it has been a problem. And that's one of the things people don't people don't appreciate about the one thing like George St. Perry, how consistent he was, showed up every time, didn't get hurt. You know, that's part of being a champion, right? That's true. Like, actually competing and, you know, not being suspended, not being injured and all that. That's, you know, the difference between the good and and the great ones. All right, we'll take a quick break. Cam gets his caught up today. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You got it, fellas. 
Back to live updates, fellas. Yeah, you got it, Yang, and we got news for you. Weird moves from the NFL, too. The big story today, Joe Flacco off to the Mile High City. The Baltimore Ravens have agreed to trade. Back to live live news action, fellas. (laughs) Yeah, back to live updates, fellas. Joe Flacco, now a member of the Denver Broncos. Gabe and I talked about a weird move here. The Ravens are going to get a mid-round pick in return, and the trade, uh, it's going to be made official March 13th. Flacco was a former Super Bowl MVP back in 2012, but the guy's now 34 years old, and last season lost his starting job to Lamar Jackson. In nine games last year, he threw for 2,465 yards with 12 touchdown passes and six picks. He's got three years remaining on his existing deal and will earn $18.5 million in base salary next year unless he has to get that contract reworked. And then the question is, what about Denver starter Case Keenum? Yeah, he signed a two-year deal with the Broncos in the offseason, struggled in his first season, and now the Broncos say they're going to try to trade him. Keenum could be asked to take a pay cut or be released if a trade is not reached. He's guaranteed $17 million in 2019 and carries a cap hit of $21 million. It's a he lot of money. 31. That, it that, is a lot of money. Is, is, $21 yeah. million. <laughs> he may, He's 31 years old, too, Gabe. We forget about it. He's not a young guy. He, he bounced around for a lot of teams, too. So Listen, I'm not month, saying Case Keenum's awesome. All I'm saying no. is John Elway, figure it out. Every damn year, you're bringing in a new quarterback, and you just keep... keep, keep, you keep Kicking the can down the road. That's my let's deal with see it. What you, let's see what he's done. Okay, so he's got uh, Paxton Lynch first. Eh, that didn't work out. Yeah, then you go out and uh, Keenum. Eh, yeah, you know, like, yeah, he can't make he can't make up his mind. For a great quarterback, it seems like he's not evaluating quarterbacks very good. But, yeah, Keenum, 31 this month, Gabe. He had a year where it wasn't very good, 62.3%. He threw for a lot of yards, 38-90, 18 touchdowns, but 15 picks as well. And the Broncos had a 6-10 and record, not good enough. Uh, yeah, so interesting stuff there. We'll see what happens. The Phillies and Aaron Nola have agreed to a four-year, $45 million extension. That's good. The contract will cover all of Nola's arbitration years, too. His arbitration hearing was slated for tomorrow. The 25-year-old coming off an amazing campaign, 237 ERA, 224 strikeouts, third in NL Cy Young voting. San Diego Padres, very aggressive with their offer for infielder Manny Machado. The assumption is Machado will accept the highest offer, but it's unsure if he wants to play for the Padres. San Diego, they have the big offer to him, but apparently people in Machado's camp are encouraging to accept a short Order deal with the New York Yankees. The Philadelphia Phillies and White Sox are still in the hunt too. He's coming off a great year. 297, 37 home runs and 107 RBIs. Solid. Uh, free agency might be slow, Gabe, but a lot of winners in arbitration today. Houston Astros starter Garrett Cole, Cleveland Indians righty Trevor Bauer, and since he read Southpaw Alex Wood all won their arbitration hearings today. Cole gets 13.5 million. The Astros countered with 11. Trevor Bauer set to get 13 million. The Indians offered 11. Wood 9.65 million and the Reds counter with 8.7 million so they're all winners today and the players have been the winners so far winning six of the nine meetings the players are yeah the, the players are winning the meetings the the yeah the arbitration uh hearings meetings whatever because the teams are lowballing everybody low ball but exactly. even with the, off. the offers they're really beating these salaries down cam like they're almost getting NHL salaries they're like yeah we'll give you 10 million 12 million like Baseball, like baseball, clearly Baseball's doesn't want to trouble. become the NBA, where everybody makes Baseball's twenty million dollars a year. They're like, we're not doing correct. it, right? Yeah, but the players are getting. But they're not even. Too. They're talking about. Yeah, players they're not even paying Harper like and Machado now. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Exactly. 
Yeah, this league's, uh, they got a lot of things to fix up there, Gabe. Let's talk about the NBA tonight. Be busy, busy night. 11 games on the docket. Brooklyn minus eight against Cleveland. Kevin Love out for the Cavs. Total 225. Milwaukee still minus four against Indiana. 218 and a half. Detroit and Boston. Celtics four-point favorites. Kyrie Irving out again for the Celtics. Philly minus nine at the Knicks. The Knicks, what did they lost, Gabe? 17 straight. Total 222 there. This line went down a half point. Washington and Toronto. The Raptors now minus nine and a half. And we have news. Raptors uh, with the uh, Kawhi, first of all, Kawhi Leonard is questionable tonight, but Fred Van Fleet, that injury we talked about where he's going to be out two to three weeks, they're now saying five-plus weeks with that uh, thumb injury there. So that's bad news for the Raptors. Memphis and Chicago, Bulls 2, 209. Conley probable for the Grizz. Houston at Minnesota, the Rockets are four-point faves, 232. Miami at Dallas, the Mavericks minus 3, 208. Sacramento and Denver, the Denver Nuggets are seven-point favorites, and Isaiah Thomas will make a season debut for the Nuggets tonight. The 30-year-old has been out of action since last mark. That's interesting stuff. Golden State and Portland Warriors, only three-point faves. Weird line there, Morency. 234, and Phoenix at the Clippers. LA minus eight, 232 and a half. Booker probable for the Suns. And hey, the King, he's the highest played player in the NBA for a fifth straight year. LeBron James claimed top spot on the Forbes annual list. His earnings, 88.7 million. James' salary and bonuses make up for 35.7 mil. The other 53 million comes in from endorsement deals with Nike, Coke, Beats by Dre, 2K Sports, and Blaze Pizza. Steph Curry, number two on the list, 79.5 million. Kevin Durant in the three-hole at 65 million. Westbrook, fourth. James Harden, fifth. Soccer action we talked about. Real Madrid getting a two-to-one win over Ajax and Tottenham smoking for Borussia Dortmund, three-to-nothing. Two games in the NHL tonight. Edmonton and Pittsburgh and Vancouver at Anaheim there. John Gibson and Chad Johnson both out for the Ducks. Kevin Boyle makes his first start for the Ducks. Vancouver minus 130. I'm Cam Stewart. Stick around. We got our buddy Cam Blue. We'll talk MMA, football, and a whole lot more. Stay tuned to Red Heat Rage. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Level 2, Game Time Decisions, Ready for Rage Radio. A lot of stuff going on, NBA All-Star Weekend, NFL. NFL takes uh, center stage earlier in the day. They got tired of all this uh, AF talk. They're like, hey, remember us? <laughs> yeah. uh, surprising move. Excellent, excellent point. <laughs> yeah, not, not surprising that Baltimore was moving on from Joe Flacco. I mean, obviously they were moving on from Joe Flacco. Lamar Jackson is now their quarterback. Um, I'm just surprised that it happened this early. I mean, you're not even technically allowed to do deals. It's kind of weird in the NFL. I mean, you you can't do any deals until March 13th. But they just did the deal and said, whatever, it'll be official March 13th. So I don't know why you have the rule. Because if you just did the deal, what's the point of having exactly. it? If teams are just going to do the deal anyways. Uh, but And also it would make a more entertaining offseason. Right, if teams are allowed to do deals right now. I mean, we saw Kareem Hunt, you know, sign. Interesting, you know, that we saw Kareem Hunt sign earlier in the weekend, and boom, Baltimore makes this move, thinking, you know what, let's let's get ahead of this as well. And once again, how are you reiterate? The, the biggest rumor about Joe Flacco, Cam, was that he was going to go to Tampa Bay. That they were going to let, um, that they were going to let, uh, they're not going to re-sign Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
and they would bring in Joe Flacco to back up James Winston to sort of threaten Winston a bit. And there were numerous, you know, articles about that, and new sources say this, and blah, blah, blah. Wrong, once again. I'm telling you, it's time and time again. Like, every move that actually happens is never... Like, even Machado, we keep hearing, oh, San Diego, the Yankees, the Phillies, yeah, like, like, you know, the White happening? Sox. I know. Why? Like, She's going to sign with the Rockies, <laughs> like, out of the blue or something, right? <laughs> it's never, it's sort of never what we all think it is. You know, sports aren't that simple. But, yeah, I didn't see this coming with Joe Flacco. You know, it's like a little cap move and stuff like that. You know, I guess they figure it's better to have Flacco for one year than to have Case Keenum for one year. You know, Flacco can throw the deep ball, but they don't even have any he wide can. receivers. They don't even have any wide receivers to throw to. That's right. Yep. There you go. Well, I guess Emmanuel Tom. Sanders will be back, right? That's the only guy, yeah. But uh, Thomas is already gone. Texans are going to lay, uh, he, he's, they're going to release him too because how much money he makes. I'll tell you, like, depends on what the number is, but I'm, I'm looking at Denver Broncos under season win total next year. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, level two continues. Game time decisions, Red Heat Rage, Radio Fantasy Sports Radio Networks, iHeartRadio, a couple other uh, platforms uh, as well. We appreciate you joining us. I am Renzi, Cam Stewart. Uh, with us, Mark Lawrence already joined us. Uh, always good uh, breaking it down with Mark uh, Lawrence. As uh, Mark shared some of his database uh, with us. Now let's uh, bring in another top uh, handicapper, uh, Lou Gamblu. You notice all the cappers live in warm weather locations. Uh, Excellent point. Mark in, in Florida, Lou in Arizona. What's up, Lou? Not too much, guys. I got to say, though, the cold snap that's hitting the United States is affecting Arizona. It's been nippy here for a month, and uh, I've been putting burlap on my flowers and stuff at night and i'm getting tired of it i gotta be honest <laughs> burlap on my flowers <laughs> lou, i'll dream funny, of once I was... on my flowers we're under like an ice siege here lou we can't, it's crazy I, once I'm I, was sorry doing a podcast, I was doing a podcast with lou on a saturday night once and it's lou so we're having a couple of drinks and it's like, all right, Lou, have a good night. I think it was New Year's Eve, and you're like, yeah, I got to go cover my flowers up now. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, Lou, Lou takes his gardening serious. Well, I do all my yard work, and, I, and you know, the flowers look good. And if I could get, I'll tell you what, I, if, if I get one week of decent warm weather, they'll really come up. But it's been you know, it's been 32, 34 at night. Now I know that, that we're pussies here and we can't take the heat. I get it. Uh, or we can't take the cold. I get it. And I do really feel for the people in the rest of the country that have real cold and frigid weather. But uh, uh, we have thin skin here and it's a, it, it's colder than a brass toilet in the Yukon. 
That's pretty good. That's a great. One. That's a good one. Did you did did you live in the Yukon Cam or Northwest uh, yes. Territories? Yes, I lived in the Yellowknife Northwest Territories for five years, Gabe. Yeah. You know what? There, when it's minus thirty, yeah. I I actually had a buddy. They had a honey bucket. They didn't have a running water. Like, are you kidding me? Like, they used to live in this place. Like, they were shacks. So imagine that. Like, living in that type of weather, and you're like going to pee and poo in buckets and stuff, man. It's uh, different people out there. Uh, They're they're tough. You want to talk about tough? (laughs) I actually saw. (laughs) Actually saw it was. it's, it's snowing in Hawaii. I'm not sure if it snowed everywhere in Hawaii, but I, some wow. of the islands I saw was covered in snow. Crazy. It's snowing, it's snowing in Nevada. I know that. I was in Vegas when I lived there. There, I saw snow once. It actually snowed one night I was there through like two, two, two and a half years or so. Yet, you know, and I, I, I was wondering. I'm like, am I seeing things? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it was kind of cold out. But it, it was like melting before it hit the ground type thing. So it was coming down. It was cold enough to get snow, but it was it was melting when it hit the ground. The craziest thing with Nevada and uh, in Vegas, and I never really knew about this stuff, Lou, is uh, the flash floods. You know what I mean? I'm like, how can it be a flood, man, in the desert? Like, not, you know, there's no water here. But, man, it rained in Vegas once, and it caused serious chaos, bro. <laughs> like, that's well, destroyed, well, like, half of UNLV's campus. I don't yeah. mean to laugh about it because I think some people passed away. Like they basically floated okay. away in their cars. They're not used to this stuff either, right? Oh no! In Phoenix, first of all, Phoenix uh, has no sewer system. Okay, so mostly everything runs downhill, and we have what we call washes, which are large rivers that fill up immediately. And the reason that it floods in places like Vegas and Arizona is because. The sun beats on our turf, and it isn't turf. It's pavement. Our dirt ends up being, it's clay, and after that, sun bakes on it seven months at 110 for, you know, 100 years. It's, it's like pavement, and so no water absorbs into the ground when it rains. So it sheets yeah. and it torrents downhill, and it's a, it's a terrible situation, uh, uh, it, and it, you know we we get three four inches of rain maybe total of six a year and you know four and a half of it'll come in a six week period so it's it's hardly good when it comes uh, and it's destructive. You guys get sad storms too, right? Wind we storms. get what we get what is called a haboob, and that's the title <laughs> of my blog this week: heavyweight haboob. And I'm telling you what it, what a haboob is. A haboob is basically a flood in the air. So if you can imagine all that filth water coming into your house, if you don't have your car windows up or your house windows up when a haboob comes, you will have soot everywhere. It's really a a terrible, terrible uh, natural disaster. And I'm going to post a picture of an actual one that hit Phoenix. Uh, up on Twitter here while we're speaking, uh, but I'm telling you, it, it, it's the worst. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the thing. I I've, I've saw some sandstorms in Vegas too. It's pretty crazy, man. Like the visibility is none, and it comes out of nowhere too. It's sort of like it starts swirling. You're like, holy crap, man! This is getting real it's pretty fast. Like tornadoes? Is it like little tornadoes? Uh, yeah, it's just like uh, it's like a snowstorm except sand cam. It's like you Weird. can't see anything. It's just 
Yeah, like Lou said, it's just like the atmosphere just comes at you. <laughs> like it's in, it in uh, yeah. In the in the in many occasions, Cam, they are. They look like small. They call them dust devils. Um, dust, yes. But in the in the case in the case of a haboob, it's actually a natural phenomena, and it it's. I'm posting it now to Twitter. It, it's literally a wall of filth, and you can see it coming. And, and it's just it's a scary, scary natural phenomena. All right, Kawhi Leonard is out tonight, just for the record. Yeah, we knew it. Uh, he was out. And Van Fleet out for five weeks, too, buddy. That's uh, Anyway, they got depth. Yeah, I'm not concerned about tonight. It's the All-Star weekend, but true. you know what? I think uh, maybe Kawhi shouldn't play in the All-Star game, to be honest. I'm kind of with his, you. You know, that. listen, if his, knee, like, if his knee's acting up, and it has been, but he's played a couple of nights in a row, which was weird. I don't know why, like... I, I I don't know. Like he played Saturday. number one. I went to the game. I wouldn't have played him against the Knicks Saturday. I wouldn't have played him. You know what I mean? Like they're picking their spots, but then they they played him Saturday. They played him Monday. Now it's Wednesday. I get it, but you know I'm not going to tell someone not to go to the All Star game. It's you know they earned that right. So it's just listen. You know it might be better that the Raptors don't play again, Cam, until next week. The game I'll be there next Friday. That's yeah. That's like, the thing. Like this like, NBA All Star nice break. Long, it's, it's a, a nice real long break. Break for them. <laughs> you know, a, oh, big big time. Yeah, you, you get healthy in that. That's a good point. And the thing is, Brancy, I think going into the playoffs and stuff, we talk about if you're going to do this with them. An all-star game's an exhibition. You're going to need them down the stretch in a tough Eastern Conference. You might as well just take it, get get better, and then and then go down the stretch healthier. I'm with you on that. All right. Uh, so speaking of uh, Haboobs and Arizona, Cain uh, Velasquez returns. That's why I, uh, that was the heavyweight Haboob uh, <laughs> earlier. <laughs> That's exactly what the name of the blog is this week, guys. I wanted to try, you know, I always try and pick up something local from the area. Yeah. Awesome. I like but, it. Heavyweight, yeah. heavyweight Haboob. UFC on uh, ESPN 1. Um, Naganu versus Velasquez. Kane Velasquez returns um, after a prolonged uh, layoff. And uh, takes on Naganu right now, who has uh, hit a little bit of a wall. Now I'm looking right now. It opened. Uh, what? What? So what? What, uh, what? What? Where's this number going, Lou? It's down to 165 yeah, I, right now. What? What was the high I, peak of it? Wasn't it higher like last week? I track pinnacle. I I, I I track pinnacle of openers because since five dimes lost Nick Kalikas. Those openers are so loose and not, you just can't trust them. But if you look at five dimes, you can see that on uh, the 26th of January, Cain uh, Velasquez was minus 280. At, at, at Pinnacle, at, at Pinnacle, Velasquez opened two and a quarter. So right now he's buck 65, buck 70 anywhere you look. Uh, this is taking place wow. in Phoenix, Arizona. Cain Velasquez fighting in his backyard. We'll break down this card on the other side. Lou from Gamblue.com uh, with us. Fantasy Sports Radio Networks, iHeartRadio, and more.
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network continues back to live action. We're in conversation with the main man, Lou, from Arizona. Uh, Gamblu.com. You can go to his website, Gamblu.com. Or you can follow him on Twitter, at uh, Gamblu. So, Kane Velasquez returns. He last fought Travis Brown. It says July 9, 2016. And, you know, it's a long time ago. So, it sure is. Cain, Cain Velasquez, speaking of a boobs and clouds and stuff, there's some cool-looking clouds hovering over the skyline of Manhattan uh, right now. Uh, but um, so it's been a long time, and I talked about it earlier, Lou. Like, Cain Velasquez is one of my favorite all-time fighters. Like, I, I used to be I used to be the belief that Cain was, like, pound-for-pound pound best, uh, best out of anyone. If you look at his losses, he's 14-2 and two in his career. He got clipped. I'm not going to say Dos Santos got lucky because Dos Santos is a hell of a fighter, especially in that era. And I remember that night I was in Los Angeles. I was going to the card. I was going to the fight. And uh, me and T-Bone and uh, Mick Aussie actually got lost. <laughs> and I, I think it's called Katena. The bull, it's East Katena and West Katena or something like that. We're idiots. We're idiots. Like, we didn't have GPS. Like, we basically went... We went on the wrong. We went the wrong way, Cam. <laughs> like we I've ended up like times. we ended up on like the way other end. It was like the card was starting in like thirty minutes. We were already late. It was like, dude, there's a bar right there. They say they have it on. <laughs> like, yeah. Thing is, we were in L.A. Like we actually went there, like to go to it. We actually got lost. <laughs> we tapped out. We ended up drinking at a biker bar. Turned into quite the experience, actually. But my point is, it was a long time ago. You know what I mean? That, that was a long time ago. So he got clipped, and uh, he avenged that loss after two times. He beat the crap out of Los Santos. Los Santos is never the same again. Then he was all gassed in Mexico City that night again for Bricio Verdum. June 13, 2015, they learned their lesson. Don't book heavyweights to fight in the altitude of Mexico City. And Cain Velasquez, uh, Lou, was someone that was known for having the best cardio, like, out of anyone. Like, not just heavyweight, but they're like, this guy's cardio is unbelievable. And he, you know, he didn't have it. My own personal opinion with Cain Velasquez is, and I see now he's 36 years old. He hasn't fought in three years. You notice, like, Cain has never been, like, I want my belt back. I want this back. Cain Velasquez is a really nice guy who, quite frankly, I don't really think likes beating the shit out of people. Like, I think, you know, I think, you know, his... You've seen his desire in the past, uh, Lou, a little bit. You know, he's a great athlete. He's got a God-given, you know what I mean, gift. He put all that work in. I, you know, I think he's just tired, man. You know, all the, the, the wrestling at Arizona State, 
the grinding in MMA, the battles that he was in, it took its toll. The question is, what's he going to be now with three years off, taking on a uh, pretty much a, a haboob in its own right that's only four years younger but hasn't, not the same type of damage uh, in Francis Naganu here. Interesting fight, Lou. Very interesting fight. Great styles make fights, kind of a fight. And Ganu uh, is just huge on power. He's very singularly dimensioned. And I don't believe that it is possible to compete against a world-class base wrestler with six months to a year of understanding you need to work on wrestling, okay? Uh, the unknown with Cain Velasquez, and you covered it comprehensively, Gabriel, is what's driving this price down. And then as we get closer to the face-offs and the weigh-ins in this fight, and the public gets to look at this huge, chiseled, gargantuan monster, Francis Nagano, that's chiseled out of marble, uh, standing next to a guy that looks like a plumber or a drywaller in Cain Velasquez, and I think you're going to get more line value. I think there's going to be even more line value on Cain Velasquez. So the uncertainty is providing value in the point spread. If you are like me and you're willing to trust and, and this is where MMA is different than boxing. These gyms are families. And AKA with, with Cormier, Kybe, uh, uh, Medov, Luke Rockhold, and Cain Velasquez, those guys have been watching him in the background. Cormier still sings the praises of Velasquez. I don't believe that group lets Velasquez go out there unless he's ready and really ready to perform. And I don't think Velasquez does either. And I think his understated tone so far this week is a tell that he's ready to explode. And I just love the value on Cain Velasquez to keep this fight going into the second or third round when Naganu will have lost all effectiveness, and then it'll be the Kane Velasquez show. The world-class wrestling aspect of it, and Kane, listen, Kane's amongst the best in the business, and he was great wrestler, Arizona State, as we talked about. Um, you know, like you said, you got to take a leap of faith. He's not 46, he's not 39, he's not 42, he's 36. He's had some years off. He's never really, you know, he got clipped in the temple on the side of the year against Dos Santos, and he got subbed, and he was just gassed that night. You know, he he hit a wall. He was tired. He needed some time off. He hit a wall in Mexico that night against uh, Verdum. So it's the one thing, Lou. It's not like Cain Velasquez has been beat up like some heavyweights. You know what I mean? How many times has he really been punched? Like, Roy Nelson's probably been punched like 2,200 times. I know he has the actual record for being hit that many times. And Cain Velasquez has literally probably been punched in his career like 30 times, Cam, if that. I'm not even exaggerating. Like, he's killed people. He's he's taken damage in his gym. But let's clear up Mexico City, okay? Yes, that's true. Cain Cain Velasquez showed up in Mexico City seven days ahead of Mexico City's higher altitude than Denver. And and John Crouch. 
he was there six weeks to acclimate, and so that wasn't Kane not being ready for not being prepared in, in cardiovascularly. That was Kane not judging the altitude of Mexico City. That was a stupid move. Yeah, but by, everyone knew by, that. By those it wasn't. Yeah, but it wasn't. I think he thought my cardio is so good, anyways. Yeah, I think he well, was, all it cost him was the, was the championship. <laughs> so I know. those kinds of errors, if you're a pro, you can't make those kinds of errors. And and quite honestly, yeah, but he lost well, his desire, Lou. Like I can speak, you know, sort of from even a little bit behind the scenes that from talking to he, him and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like he was he wasn't happy about the money that he was making. If you remember, like he was like, I don't need this. I don't even make that much I, money. I, like you know, I, he I wasn't. He's not a guy that lives for this. That's all I'm saying. He's an athlete. He's not a fighter. I would say if I'm the UFC and I want Cain Velasquez to look really good and I want to propel him to some kind of super fight to take against John Jones or whoever it's going to be, I'm going to give him Nagano. Nagano's the same thing as Lesnar, this big, huge super freak that's made for Velasquez. That's my opinion. And we saw Velasquez, Cam. Velasquez beat up Brock Lesnar pretty good. Sure did. Uh, sure when, did. when they fought. Listen, Kane's lethal, man. And uh, Nagano's dangerous, but in, we've seen Nagano in, in these big spots. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Kane, Kane needs for Nagano, time and accumulation. For Nagano to win, Lou, does he have to, like, he, he's got to clip him early, that type he's of thing? Because the longer out. it goes, yeah, yeah like Velasquez will, yeah, the longer it goes, Velasquez will just beat him down. Is that is that your strategy, you think, Gabe? In that well, my deal is, I hope, and the thing is, Cain Velasquez used to use his wrestling, and it was impossible. Like, you just couldn't, you know, him and Cormier, basically, were, you know, were the guys. And they said, you know, you can't stop him from taking you down, basically. It's impossible to stop him. Yet, he started knocking people out, right? And, and when that starts to happen, guys sort of get away from their base a little bit. But I think Cain, if he's coming back, he's doing this for money. Right, he wants to make money, like Lou just stated. I, he knows, and all he has to do is win this one fight. He wins this one fight, boom. He's in. He's in a fight where they actually pay real money now, at least for these title fights, as opposed to what he used to get in a hundred and twenty thousand and garbage, whatever. So, you know, he could be motivated. He's got a kid. I know is. Uh, I know you know he's he's pushed by his family. We'll put it that way. So. You know, he wins this fight. There is big money. And where I'm going with this, Lou, is then if he's smart, he takes Nagano down. If he takes Nagano down, there's no way in hell Francis Nagano can stop it. Like, I imagine that's the game plan. I know he can stand and bang and stuff, but why stand and bang with this guy that puts his fist through bank vaults, right? Just take the guy down, (laughs) and he'll be able to control him, Lou. That's the way I see this. I do, but I, just, I, I do think Nagano is aware that that is what's going to be the plan, and I, he's going to have his best takedown defense early in the fight. So it's the yeah, first luck, six though. minutes. It's the first six minutes of this fight that I will be most concerned about my wager on Velasquez. But if this thing gets to the second round and I get a minute into the second round, I'm going to start to relax and and put my feet up because I think that's when the accumulation and the attrition and the unrelenting pressure from the world-class wrestler will start to take the fight the other way. Lou, he's only one yeah, sixty-five. One sixty-five, Gabe. That's from the way you guys are talking. You seem that you guys think that's a great price. One sixty-five for like, and you feel pretty confident. Like, you got to. Yeah, get I think it's a good here. price. Like, I say, yeah, you, what do you think he should be? About 200, 220 more. 
Well, he opened like up hot, right? People yeah. Are put it, on put it this way, is- Cam. Put it this way, Cam. Next week at this time, if they line the fight again, they'll line it 250 or 260. Good call. Yeah, so you're getting 165. That's a hell of a difference. I think I'm going to jump on it now. You know what it is? And now now you know, this stuff's on ESPN. I'd wait. Yeah, that's the thing. I was going to say that. Nuganu Cam yeah. is so impressive physically. Like, so any, you know, you watch, like, you watch a, everything we just said. Watch, like, a highlight clip of this guy killing people. Yeah. You'll be like, oh, my God. Like, God. Like, look, 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 look at this guy's power. <laughs> You're be like, and he's very impressive looking. Right, and Kane hasn't fought in three years, so I can see why people are buying it. Look, I'm looking on Sherdog right now. They're predicting Nagano knocks Kane Velasquez out in the second round. Sherdog's a pretty respected site. All right, so quick break. We'll hit James Vick and Felder on the other side. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Luke and Barbarina. Let's. Right, we're back, Luke. <laughs> Lou's ready to party tonight. Yeah. Game time. Yeah. So what birthday party and tequila yeah, party Luke. tonight, Luke? Yeah. We're jealous, Luke. My good. My good friend Belinda turns fifty, and so uh, me and a couple of my buddies are going to take her out. And she's a great gal. She's a title agent. She takes us realtors out all the time, and wines and dines us. And she never lets us pay for anything because we run all our escrows through her. So tonight it's her birthday, and we told her no credit card. We're paying, and we're going to go out and have a few belts. This gal here is a great gal, and she could drink me and all four of my friends that are showing up right under the table. Yeah, Good stuff. Yeah. So we hope you have a uh, we we hope you have a great time uh, this evening. So um, we talked about Cain Velasquez and Naganu. We like Cain Velasquez in that fight. Uh, another interesting. Are you good? You know, you didn't get the press uh, pass. Are you still going? To the, are you going to go? Are you going to get a ticket, Lou? Or are you going to watch at home? I believe I've made a dynamic breakthrough in the press pass situation. The young, oh, you did. Uh, the young contact at the USC uh, that I'm currently working with has been a superstar, and I can't officially say that I have it, but but I've been told that it's going to get approved, and so I'll, it looks like I'm going to be at press row Sunday for these fights, and I'm so excited since I was a little kid listening to Fraser Ali on a on a, uh, a, a clock radio. I wanted to be sitting at fights working in some capacity so i'm really fired up good stuff good stuff uh lou so sunday that's right so it's not saturday this stuff sunday sunday it's sunday yes for whatever reason probably just to feed most of the nfl people's fuel because they can't deal with basketball before it gets good into march it's nba all-star game on sunday night so it's going up against that oh that's a sleeper (laughs) <laughs> what NBA? <laughs> I'd rather watch paint dry. Uh, all right, so Paul Felder. 
Lou's awesome. Yes. Paul. <laughs> Felder? I just, I just, Paul I, I, Felder and Vic. Hey, Felder. Yeah, yeah, James Vic and Paul Felder, too. Like I said, two dudes with pretty bad intentions. I mean, these guys are going to stand in a phone booth and just beat the shit out of each other. (laughs) I sort of got the feeling that Vic was a younger man in Felder, but he really isn't. Only by one year, Lou. No, uh, Vic's 30 and Felder's 34. Um, Hold on. I see. Wait. Am I wrong here? Let me see. I'm seeing. Okay. Felder, 33. Vic, 31. My bad. My bad. 33 to 31. Okay. So that's. Two years. I'm I'm showing four, but more importantly in this fight, uh, to me, I, I think Felder's the tighter, uh, cleaner, crisper fighter, better defense. But Vic's going to be the taller, rangier guy with tremendous reach. The issue with Vic is he's got terrible tall man's disease, and if you sneeze on him, he goes out. And Felder's not the guy you want to go out against. So it sounds like uh, Lou's looking Felder. at uh, Felder. Felder, yeah, I got I, I look at I look at Felder as being live here. I want to kind of wait a little bit and see. Uh, I'm I see that at again Pinnacle had him opening Felder open minus one forty one. Now he's um, plus one oh four. So uh, that's a little that's a little interesting. Uh, giving me Felder at plus money, I- I'm liable to take any plus price on Felder. And there are a couple other more live dogs, especially MMA lab fighters on this card that I think are going to perform well. Is Courtney Casey an MMA lab fighter? Yes, she is. And I think she's in a really good position. It- it- it's great to be able to go to the lab and be spoon-fed information like I am, but it's even better when there's a UFC event like this in our backyard where I can go for three or four weeks and I can actually watch these coaches and, and, and how they break down the opponent for their fighters and then match fighters against them in their rounds of sparring, that is exactly what they're going to see against the fighter that they have upcoming. It's, they do a great job at that, Jim, and I learned so much by being able to watch that. And the long and the short of it is, Courtney Casey is very live at a plus 250, 260 underdog here. What do you think of Gracie coming into the UFC here? Obviously, all of his wins via sub, uh, submission and rising and RFC. So he comes into the UFC and he gets uh, Alex Ceseris who, uh, you know, Alex Cesare is sort of the, the gatekeeper, you know, you know, mid-card guy that they throw on these cards. A lot of talent never really fully come together uh, for him. But what, what do you make of this? Gracie's a big favorite in this fight, Lou. Is, this, is, is Cesare a live dog in your opinion? Yeah, if I were ever going to throw the F-bomb, I'd say absolutely, Gabriel, because I could tell you that, and I've been fooled on, on Alex before, okay? But what Alex really likes is limelight, and he's gotten some here. And I've watched him prepare, and he's going against guys like Takino, and he's starting in the corner of the octagon on his back with those guys on top of him, and then he starts the round that way, getting up. He's absolutely preparing for Gracie. And what we know of Gracie is that he's singularly dimensional. He's more one-dimensional in his grappling than Francis Ngannou is as a striker. And so this fight can be classified in one phrase, and that's one mistake. 
if Caceres makes one mistake, he's going to get subbed. I think he's ready to perform at his absolute best. And I've said this here many, many times before. When I can find a guy that I know is going to go out there and give me his absolute best, I'm going to take him. And I'll take Caceres currently plus 300 or 310 at five dimes. Yeah, I don't understand That's the number big, of this. He's one. a big dog. That's big. Well, it's not a it's not a jujitsu competition. It's an MMA yeah. fight. Yeah, That's I mean, a good point, Gabe. I mean, the guy's four. All right, I get it. You're four and zero. Oh. You choked out a bunch of dudes. Now you're fighting a real guy that's dynamic and bounce around a little bit. He's got a stick and jab. He's got to get in and out. He's got to dance around, as you stated. He can't. It's like staying away from a snake. You know, and a cut. You got to keep your yeah. distance and uh, and get in and out, in and out, in and out. Can he do it? You know, at that at that price, definitely worth taking a look at. Uh, Miles Jury, uh, Lou. Miles Jury's a guy that I know he, he went with my boys uh, with Bader and these guys actually. So he went to Arizona. I don't know if he's still there actually now. But uh, Miles Jury was a dude. There was a lot of hype about him. He lost back to back fights to Cowboy uh, Cerrone and Charles Oliveira. He's beaten uh, Mike Delatore. He beat Rick Lamb, but he's coming off a loss to Chad Mendez. What do you make of this Andre Feely Miles Jury fight? Well, I sure don't think there's any, you know, any real uh, crime in getting beat by Mendez, even though Mendez just recently got beat. Um, I do, I do like Philly Feely in this in this position a little bit. Uh, he he had a really close loss to Michael Johnson, uh, which I think is is really a feather in his cap. He beat Bermudez the fight before that. And I'm not overly convinced uh, that Miles Jury's really uh, a top 20 or 25 fighter in the UFC. And I think Sealy's a he top hasn't really shown fighter. It. Uh, he hasn't shown it. He's shown He's, himself he, to he be never a little got bit better. Lack of, yeah. He, he, he seems to not improve. And Sealy's improved his striking. And he's got a deft uh, grappling game. I, I, I think Philly is a good, worthy consideration. You know, yeah. I'm looking at Jimmy Rivera here. Yeah, real tough guy, Cap. Jimmy Rivera taking all, all Jermaine Sterling. Sterling? Yeah, Rivera yeah Sterling. I went, man, Riviera's been in there with everybody. Riviera's beaten wrestlers before. An experienced fighter, dangerous fighter. No shame in losing to, uh, to Marlon uh, Morasas, as we know. You get Sterling coming in here. Sterling's pretty one-dimensional, uh, Lou, in my opinion. I mean, what, what do you make of this number here? I, I'm looking at Jimmy Rivera in this fight. Gosh, you know what? I, I can't wait for this fight. Uh, it, to me, it's funny because you get two New Yorkers that got to come to Phoenix to fight. And uh, I, I do favor Sterling a little bit uh, with his range and his size. I think he has improved his striking well enough to keep Rivera outside long enough to wrestle him. I think Aljo has to wrestle Jimmy Rivera, and that's where his advantage is as the three inches taller uh, man with three-inch reach advantage as well the legs. Uh, I lean to, to Aljamain Sterling here, Gabriel. I think, I think he's a very live dog, and I like his... I like Longo Sarah Jim as well. I I I, I lean to I lean to Aljo, and I think I'm gonna bet him. Lou, thing I know, thing I noticed, Gabe, Lou, look, a lot of lot of uh, nice sharp sharp prices. Like other than the Gracie 
And Luke, everything else is like like one like look how cheap it is, like one fifty to plus one thirty, one seventy, one like there's none of this minus five fifty stuff. Like a lot of these fights are pretty tight. Like you look up and down, like it should be pretty competitive. You're seeing like you don't see that Gabe a lot of the time, right? Like look at all the bottom fights. They're all like all the all the favorites. The, the biggest one is minus two hundred. That's pretty good. Uh, I think lot, it makes yeah. for a better card. I love I the observation. It's a fun Cam. card. It's a good card. It's a good card. You're right. Evenly matched fights. All right, last one before we, you know, we got a couple of minutes left here, and I want to get your thoughts on Joe Flacco uh, and, oh, yeah. and, and the NFL, Kareem Hunt, et cetera. But um, Hennon Burrell, it's amazing. Um, you know, a guy that won like, you know, 30 fights in a row, whatever the hell it was. Here he is buried on the undercard here. Uh, he's lost three fights in a row, and in fact, he's lost five of his last six fights. Uh, Lou, I don't know if it's a post testing situation, but, you know, the guy basically just sort of lost it overnight. We've seen, you know, his buddy, Jose Aldo, get a second wind. It's not the same. Aldo didn't get his ass handed to him repeatedly like Burrell has. What do you make of this fight against Luke Saunders, uh, Sanders' favorite here? Yeah, Sanders used to work out at the lab, no longer anymore. But I'll tell you, when that kid comes focused and ready to fight, he, he's very good. And what, what is he? He's a dynamic, really unrelenting wrestler. And we know that wrestlers are kryptonite to Brazilian jiu-jitsu artists. And as much as I want to like an underdog and I try and handicap an underdog, this is Sanders all day. Sanders all day. Colonel Sanders, KFC. (laughs) KFC. (laughs) See. Um, (laughs) Finger looking good, baby. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. What what do you make of this? I think that... uh, I, 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 I'm starting to worry about John Elway's ability to yes. uh, do, do what he's doing. And, and far be it from me to question him, okay? But uh, Joe Flacco is no – so what? Now we got a competition at quarterback? He's no laid-down better quarterback than Case Keenum. How did they better themselves here? I, I don't get it. Uh, I'll wait. I'll watch. But I'm skeptical. I'm, I'm very skeptical. Skeptical. Meanwhile, Foles is still out there. That's what intrigues me. I, I, I'll be interesting to see where he lands. But Flacco is a statue. He's brittle. He can't move. And they don't have a very good offensive line. <laughs> uh, I, I just don't see where they improve. Yeah. yeah, and they traded away all their wide receivers. I guess so Emmanuel Sanders yeah. was hurt. Sanders was the only guy left. Yeah. They have a shaky line. Well, they, I, uh, it's a strange move. Like you said, I'm going to sort of reserve judgment. I think they're going to let Keenum go. I, I think they're, I don't know what, if they're, they're trading Trade him or, or they're waving him or what the hell the, the deal is, what kind of hit <laughs> they take. Uh, I guess they actually save $3 million or $2.8 in cap space this year, and Flacco's only under contract for one year, but it's just sort of kicking the can down the road some more with the quarterback position there, Lou, in which that they, they, they just constantly do, and they've wasted a pretty awesome defense. Yeah, and what, if you're on that defense, if you're on that team in the locker room and you're looking at each other, what the hell are you thinking right now? Holy smoke. Lou, gamblue.com. Thanks for the time, Lou. Have fun, Lou. Always appreciate it. Everybody have a good week, and we'll talk next week. Thank you. Have a good time uh, tonight at the birthday party. Stay safe. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, 
or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Wednesdays, Wicked Wednesdays, always uh, solid stuff here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Game Time Decisions, uh, Pop Class stuff with Mark Lawrence and LouGamblu.com, and then of course, we get that uh, Cam's golf uh, bag, um, and uh, we got some golf to talk about actually, uh, on the other side, we'll hit uh, we'll hit it from a betting perspective, uh, Riviera, we'll get a lot of tweets from you, uh, we'll hit it from a DFS perspective. Uh, we'll get Cam's plays, my plays. I'll run the optimizer. I'm working on the NBA right now. As we speak, it's always tough to do the NBA DFS you know, before this time of the day, to be honest with you, because of the lineup uh, situations. Uh, you've got Golden State Warriors and the Portland Trailblazers uh, tonight. Golden State, you know, dude, they're like 15-1 and one in their last 16 games or something like that now. They're not covering because they're, they're laying big numbers all the time, but... I could see them closing strong tonight, actually, against Portland. I don't think they mail it in. And I'm seeing Cam the last seven times this seven times this year the the Warriors have played back to back games. They're six and one, bro. You know, when you have Durant, Demarcus Cousins, and Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, everyone, like not really. I mean, Portland are a good home team. Yeah, I would have made it about four and a half, five, not three. Like three. You basically add five points. Yeah, no, but you add five know. points for, for home court. I mean, they're not – if they made it four and a half, five, Cam, five and a half, they're not getting two-way action, bro. Yeah, Like, they, you got to think, like, it's this isn't the NFL where, like, it's Johnny Public betting this stuff. People that bet the NBA bet the NBA every night. You know what I mean? And they, they know. They'd be like – people would be like, oh, shit, I'm taking Portland plus five and a half here, right? It's a back-to-back – Thing is, Portland are kind of cold right now. They've been on the road. They, you know, they're giving up a ton of points. I don't know, Cam. I'll be honest with you, dude. It's the last night before the All Star break. It's always tough, dude. Tread it's lightly, hard to get yeah. in ahead of these teams. You know, it's an excellent thing. We're not psychologists, and uh, it was great last night with the dogs. I'm not going to blindly bet dogs again. Uh, I'll look for a couple angles or whatever. You said it, Marenzi. Like, got to be smart. I, re- I built up the account again last night with some good plays uh, in the NHL and uh, the NBA and uh, don't want to give it back. It's one of those things, man. I'm like, I told you, new, new strategies, buddy. Pony pick playing a couple games now. It's a tough board. Very tough. Sacramento and Denver's a fun game uh, tonight, actually. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Lots of points. You know, the Denver Nuggets have won eight straight, 18 straight home games if they're favorites. They've covered their 14-4 in that stretch, too. 